Well, hello, folks. Welcome along to episode 22 of the Joe Show podcast. And uh, how you doing? I'm back in the studio. Now, last night, I'll let you in a little bit of a secret because this is what I'll be talking about the next 20 minutes or so. Uh, I went on a road trip. Um, This is the first time I've been any further than 10 miles away from my house. And uh, it felt good. And I know lockdown hasn't officially ended yet. But you, you don't have to stay at home. So uh, I was able to go for a wee, wee road trip. And it wasn't anywhere fancy. It was just sort of over the way. And I'll explain all that later on. But uh, in, this, uh, in my ramblings this week, I'll be talking about what I saw while I was on that road trip. What I thought I saw. Yeah, just you hold on. Do you hear what I think I saw later on in the podcast? Um, I'll also be talking about this new hobby that I picked up. Um, this new hobby, this hobby is a worldwide hobby. But to get started in this hobby, you need to sit an exam. Yes, I'll be uh, letting you in on how I'm getting on with that. And uh, if you if you haven't been listening the last few weeks, I maybe I don't know if I can't remember if I mentioned this or not, but what the hobby is. But uh, I'll be I'll be letting you in on that. And uh, sharing my progress with some of the, the training modules. And uh, my fears and my hopes. And my joys and my regrets. And all that about this hobby coming up. But uh, before all that, um, just sit back, relax. Grab yourself a cup of coffee, cup of tea. Glass of mineral, as they say here in Northern Ireland. Or a beer, or a stout, or a... Uh, whatever you want to drink, a spirit, whatever you want to drink, sit back and relax because you're going to need it. Strap yourselves in because uh, this is episode 22 of the Joe Show Podcast. Welcome to the Joe Show Podcast. You're listening to the Joe you Show Podcast. You are listening to the Joe Show Podcast. You are listening to the Joe Show Podcast. Yeah, folks, welcome along. Uh, I last night. I decided about half eight, quarter nine. I was a bit late, I know, and I realised that whenever I was coming home, it was, it was, it was, the sun was down and it was like, it was getting to that sort of between the lights. And, and I don't really like that time because I just feel as if it puts me off my driving. Although anything puts me off my driving. <laughs> but uh, if you ask the wife that. But, uh, you know, I was driving and I decided I would just go in a, in a direction. And uh, I went, and I'll tell you, I'll tell you, for those of you who listen, and are probably from Northern Ireland, I went from Ballymoney to Limavady. Now, that's about 20 miles, I would, I would, I would, I would surmise. But uh, on the way there, I went through a wee village, not even a village, you couldn't even call it a village. There's like a couple of houses and a builder's yard, uh, a place called Rings End. So I went sort of in the back roads, and... Uh, I was coming up, and uh, I was I was I was actually on a mountain road, and uh, I was I was going up this mountain, and as you know, when you go up a mountain, your ears pop. Well, you knew you were at the top whenever your ears popped. But uh, on the way there, I just I saw a 
car with two lads and they were they weren't socially distancing but we're not gonna drop them in. <laughs> Their registration was CA no I'm only joking. No, uh, these two lads they were chatting away and they were they were they were having a, they were probably they were having a bit of crack and you know, fair play to them. I wouldn't uh, park my car in the middle of a forest. And here this is talking to this this is the guy talking who wants to go wild camping. Uh, I, forest see even during the day, forests are an eerie place. Depending on where it is, if it's a little small woodland area, that's fine. But the bigger it gets, the bigger that it's it's called a forest. And uh, it's just it's, it's just it's not right in there. It's just it's not, it's just eerie. But anyway, I drove on up the road and then there was another car sitting. Now this is what I think I saw. This is the part of the bit where you you, uh, you hear me gonna you hear me gonna say what I think I saw. I was uh, driving up and I just saw the car going up and down, up and down, up and down, up and down. And I, this is a family show. But uh, I let uh, that's what I think I saw. I'll leave it at that. But uh, I. And the amount of people out walking, even at that time of the night, on a mountain road, would scare you. And the road swayed, swooped and swayed, and there was, the, you know, there was, there was drops, like a, a hundred feet. Um, maybe ten miles, no, it wasn't that bad. But, it, you know, if you fell in there and there was nobody about, you wouldn't be found. You just wouldn't be found. And I hope then people that were going up and down, up and down, up and down, up and down. I hope they were had their handbrake on and their, you know, they had they parked her in gear, <laughs> you know. But uh, yeah, and whenever I was coming home, I went the main road, which is over the other side of the mount, which is the same mountain, but it's it's wider. And uh, I noticed that there was a guy followed me, fo- followed me from Ballymoney. Right up into uh, near it was near Vadi, and I just thought, uh, uh, this is the place, and I've 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 read the the restrictions easing wrong. They're going to pull me over at any stage now and ask me what my business is, and I'm just going to tell them, oh, I'm out for a drive, officer. <laughs> tell me where to go, but no, it wasn't. They eventually um went the one way and I went the other. But uh, yeah, and a wee bit of um for anybody who's listening uh, and interested, probably nobody listening. You're you're, you're you're probably not interested at all. But uh, Lima Valley is known to his locals as Lima Vegas. Lima Vegas. Apparently, it's the Las Vegas of Northern Ireland. I don't know. You know, I haven't been in Lima Valley very often to know that. But uh, yeah, so. Shout out and hello to anybody from Limavari who's listening in. <laughs> but anyway, so as you know, last week I lost Mr. Grayson. And he's sitting here, he's sleeping on the job. As you know, Mr. Grayson is my cat. But Mr. Grayson is also the executive producer. And he keeps me right. And he has a big stick that if I wave off topic, he will batter me with it. But uh, he's sleeping there at the minute. No, I'm only joking. But uh, to think that I lost Grayson was was devastating. It was it broke my heart to think that this wee the wee man that he is 
was gone, but thank good Lord, thank the good Lord, he, he he's he's alive and he's well, and he was a black, he was as black as coal. I got him out of from under that car. He actually got himself up in behind the very spring of the suspension, so he was black. He was f- covered in oil, and uh, he, 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 I brushed him, and he he licked himself clean. So uh, he's back to his normal color and back to his normal self. So yeah, that is what happened to Grayson. But uh, yeah, I'm actually hoping to have a guest very very soon again. Um, I'm hoping I might have Chuck because Chuck, as you heard in that last interview, Chuck does my this hobby that I'm for doing, and he does uh, Morse code. So I'm going to get him to come on and talk about Morse code. I think that would be quite interesting, especially for me, the being somebody that's doing this at the moment. And uh, Morse code isn't actually in the, the curriculum anymore. So this gets on to what I'm, what I'm doing. What are you doing, Joe? I'm doing a thing called ham radio. No ham radio, not the ham that you have in your fridge, Brian. <laughs> I'm picking on Brian here now. Ham radio. I I don't know what ham radio. Why they call it ham radio? There's bound to be a reason. But uh, basically, it's radio communications where you have a call sign and you're you can uh, speak all over the world. Now, my if I pass this exam, I will become a beginner. Um, basically, I don't know what it's called in America, but over here in the UK and in Ireland, we call it the foundation. Foundation, and that's the exam I'm doing. I haven't st- haven't actually um, booked the exam yet. I am not going to tell anybody when I book it in case I fail. But that's sort of setting myself up to fail. But I'm going to book it. And then I'm going to pass it. I'm keeping telling myself that because if I tell myself I'm going to book it but I might fail, you know, is there any point? But uh, ham radio communications is basically, if you've heard of Marconi, on the Titanic they had radio operators and they were giving they were doing Morse code. Well, nowadays ham radio has evolved from being Morse code to audio and digital. And it's basically me talking like I'm talking to you now, but I would have a call sign that I would have to repeat back and forth to the other person. And they would repeat theirs back to me. And you'd keep a log of whom you've talked to and you shared at your next club meeting. And it's it, I believe it, it sounds fun. And uh, you get to meet different people. For me, being what was which uh, would cover two meters and seventy centimeters, doesn't sound very much, does it? But no, it actually is. And the frequencies work on wavelengths. If you look at um, if you look at if you drew out a set of waves on a piece of paper, so it'd be up and then down, up and then down, up and then down, um, and then. They get if you make them closer again at the at the on the right hand side of the page the um the wider the the wave the length of the wave from each wave from each peak of wave the the the, the better chance of um the frequency but the tighter the wave becomes maybe no I've got that if I got that all I I might have got that wrong I don't know. Just, I'm only learning, folks. 
But uh, yeah, so uh, but it's that's wavelength, and uh, I'll be working on two meters once I be, once I pass my test. That is, and basically I can broadcast uh, with a two meter radio, and two meters is basically the frequency. So uh, I'm looking forward to that. I'm looking forward to the whole the whole radio world. Um, and now this is a different kind of radio than 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 what uh, you listen to in your car and the way the way to work. You know, drive time. This there's no music, but it it's just for certain people, I believe. But there's there's lots of lots of ham radio call call or ham ha, hammers. What is it? Ham radio operators. Around the world, and they all have different call signs. Like, if I w- am lucky enough to pass, I would have a call sign like MI, MI seven, and then I would have three letters behind my MI seven. I'm hoping to go for JGW, my, my name, my my initials of my name. So it would be um, Mike India, seven. Juliet Golf Whiskey. Are you are you impressed? <laughs> I know I am. Um, Mike India Seven, Juliet Golf Whiskey. I'm hoping to have that call sign, um, but I have to wait and see. Um, but uh, yeah, so the what I know at the moment for call signs, if someone in England wouldn't have the Mike India. They would just be Mike Seven uh, Juliet Golf Whiskey, say, for instance. Uh, people in Scotland would be MS Mike Sierra Seven Juliet Golf Whiskey. Wheels would be MW, I think. And then there's Ger- there's Jersey and there's Guernsey, and they're they're different altogether. Um, and then, you know, there's the older call signs, GI4, GI2, I haven't decided, I don't know what they are yet, but, um, and I think the intermediate then between, that's between the beginner and the full license, there are the foundation and the full, it's, um, over here it would be a, a 2i0 or something like that there, but I will never pass that, I will never get beyond t- uh, 2 meter, and I'm quite happy. To stay at two meter, I'd probably try it once, you know, once. And if I if I passed it, I passed it. If I didn't, I didn't. I wouldn't. It wouldn't really, it wouldn't really bother me either way. But uh, so that's the that's what's happening in my life at the moment. That's my life is work, come home, think about what I'm doing on the podcast this week, and then uh, study, study, study. Um, but I have, uh, and and I have. You know, joined a little little um, thing online where I'm doing modules. So I've done two modules. The first module I passed with flying colours. The second one was a wee bit of a stickler because it was the technical side of things and I, you know, batteries and and bulbs and circuits and and, and resistors and you know and and and, 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 and converters and and all that there stuff that. You know, eggheads and people like that would know what what they were, but I'm. But that it only accounts for three questions in your in your in your final exam, so I'm happy with that. But uh, I the second one I got eighty percent out of a hundred, and that was still a pass mark. 
but it should have been more. But anyway, what do you do? So that's what's happening in my life right now, and uh, yeah. Um, but uh, I thought I would come on this week and talk about things that are different now. And uh, it's something that's really grinded my gears, and I just thought I would uh, let loose. First of all, oh, Joe, oh, Joe. Um, my wife and I recently got Sky in, and... Uh, Reason being was that Netflix was actually extortionate. So it is. It's it's like it's now up to eleven ninety nine. So, but we got um, a package with Sky that if we bought the Sky package, which was twenty twenty one pounds a month, we would get um, the Netflix for I think it was a fiver. So we're paying twenty six pounds a week or month, sorry, for like cable TV. Uh, or satellite TV, sorry. This is satellite TV with um, a Netflix package. And uh, as you do, well, as I do, the first day I went and I went and looked at the Cartoon Network, the all the, diff- all the cartoon channels, Nicotoons and Nickelodeon, all those cartoon children's program TV. And I thought, surely there's something on there that I remember, like Pinky and the Brain, or um, the Looney Tunes, or 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 you know um, even Rio Bravo, or not Rio Bravo, what do you call him, Johnny Bravo, or even um, the the Wacky Races, or some of Art, you know, Art Attack, or. Different things that I liked as a child uh, that uh, might be still on, you know. Surely there's a nostalgia channel that I could have sat and watched Rupert the Bear, or you know, something like that there. And um, well, it was all horrid Henry and horrid histories, and there was no, not even Scooby Doo. Scooby Doo wasn't even on it, and I've even looked back. There's no Scooby Doo. There's, there's none of that. It's all hard Henry and, and silly stuff, stuff that I don't like. Pep, who wants to watch Peppa Pig? Yeah, child, my yeah, I know that, but Peppa Pig wasn't even on there either. You know, it's it's Cartoon Network. I remember as a, as a child growing up, and my mum and I at Sky for a while. It had all those things that I'm only after listening. Listen listing but they don't have it now you know all those old you know all the good tv shows that that, that children watched on a saturday morning scooby doo um as i said scooby doo uh what was the other one uh, pinky and the brain looney tunes um even um what do you call them uh, the uh, the but there's all animaniacs all that there not on you know that's gr- that really grinded my gears. That, that, that you know, they've changed very the very core of good children's television. <laughs> I know we have to move on with the times, but surely Scooby Doo still in tra- uh, is still is still in fashion. No, is it all just Howard Henry and Peppa Pig and <sighs> I don't know. 
Paw Patrol, that was another one. It was was all over the place. But they're young children. What about older children that say from, you know, my age? <laughs> 33, no, I'm only joking. But um, another thing that I found, which I love, this is not really, again, you grind my gears. Sky One and uh, have, um, you know, back-to-back Simpson episodes. And I love The Simpsons. Um, I love, they have two old ones and two new ones. So you, there's nostalgia there where you look back and see the old episodes that you watched as a boy. And you realise the quality of them was dire. But nowadays the quality is so, so great. But I see The Simpsons have been signed on to for another two seasons. or three seasons maybe. And you know, you can't imagine a world without The Simpsons. They've been a staple on our screen since 1989. You know, long before I would remember them because I was born in 88. But, uh, and the quality, the old episodes, the stories are great, but the quality of them is poor. But that's, the, 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 that was the time, the era that they were in. But now they're, they're, they're HD, they're, 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 you know, they're, they're great. And some of the storylines now are even better. You know, there's, there's characters that are actually getting their own storylines. used to be just The Simpsons. And maybe the odd one from like Ned Flanders, or but now you're seeing more of Mo, uh, Seymour Skinner. Another th- that's one thing that grinds my gears about The Simpsons. Yes, you know Seymour isn't the real Seymour. He's Arm Armand Taz- Tanzarian, who took Seymour's um identity in um in the war. But the the Seymour Skinner that we know and love. He talks about his childhood, but he isn't the real Seymour Skinner, he, you know. But that's all that has. that's that's all fun, I suppose. And they've introduced new characters, and they've introduced back, you know, um, Krusty's father's now dead, Herschel Skrzgowski. But uh, yeah, so The Simpsons is evolving, and um, but I would love to see. What do you think? I'm going to ask this, and I'm going to talk about it next week's uh, podcast. Um, where do you see The Simpsons in five years' time? Will Bart still be ten, Lisa still be eight, and Maggie still be a baby? Or will they have killed off Grandpa Simpson and Bart be an uh, unruly teenager and 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 Maggie be talking and, and uh, Lisa be a brainiac, you know? Will Homer be all, will Homer be balder and fatter? Who knows? Another thing that I liked as an as a young boy and still do to this day is um, King of the Hill. Again, I can't find that anywhere on uh, on on the satellite TV that we have the Sky. But uh, even the older episodes, but. Uh, yeah, I liked that. It it was real life. It was it was like real life. There was real life stories, and it was fun. And uh, Hank was was a guy who 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 loved God, loved Peggy, but most of all loved propane. You know, and propane was his love of his life. And uh, Bobby, w- w- that boy ain't right. You know, but I loved King. I love King of the Hill, and I watch it every nearly every day. And as I say now, I watch The Simpsons every day. But um, 
Um, yeah, but we're not going to talk about this. Uh, it's probably boring to you. But, uh, yeah. Here's the question, but... Is King of the Hill and The Simpsons... Probably asked this. Um, are they more of an adult uh, TV program? Are they more for the adults? Or are they more for children? You know, um, I know certainly with King of the Hill... As I said, there's a lot of real life stories in it. There's like, they go to church or he has a a day job as a a propane salesman. Homer has a job as a a safety inspector. Would a child actually understand those jobs? Or are we secretly believing that shows like The Simpsons and Futurama and and, um, The King of the Hill. I was going to say Spongebob, but no Spongebob. King of the Hill and, 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 you know, Futurama and Simpsons and American Dad, for instance, and and, and, and uh, Family Guy. Are these actually TV shows, or, um, animated shows for adults? Or are they animated shows for children? Or are they a range of both? Can a child... I know South Park, as a child, I would have watched one or two episodes... But it is an adult cartoon, so as surely then the rest of these are all adult cartoons. Uh, well, you know, what do you think? Let me know, um, and we'll talk about it again next time. But uh, you'll notice this week I've not shared what I'm going to talk about in the news. And that's simply because I haven't got any news for you. I... I any news that I was sort of getting was sort of political, and I, I want to be the least political podcast out there. I don't want to be able to say, well, I think last week I went very political, down the Northern Ireland political route, and that, that just is a no-no for me, because I'm not a very political person here in Northern Ireland, because Northern Ireland, Northern Irish politics is all about religion, and religion causes great harm. Because it's either you're us, you're with us, or you're with them. That's the way it is here in Northern Ireland, anyway. In some cases. Anyway, moving on. I do actually have a little new story that I want to read to you. Something that tickled my fancy a few days ago. Um, actually, it was this today? Actually, let me see when it was actually um when it was actually uh, written up, but. Uh, PopularMechanics.com and this old, old, oh yes, it was this May the 6th, so that was yesterday. And it says, how dementia patients used, this is quite apt for me on a number of reasons. One, because I work with dementia in my day job and two, Morse code is all about what I'm doing at the moment with my ham radio training. But we hear this, how dementia patients use Morse code training to escape from senior living facility. Security experts uh, analyse the clever way that the husband and wife briefly broke free. An elderly couple briefly escaped from a secure memory care unit at an assisted living facility in Tennessee. The man upon the, cu- uh, upon the couple returning safely to the facility said he used his military experience with Morse code to memorise the code to the electronic keypad that locked the door to the unit 
security experts categorize the patient's uh, clever stunt as a side channel attack. In the scene straight out of a movie scene, uh, a spy movie, uh, an elderly couple reportedly escaped from their assisted living facility using some cunning military expertise and an acquired telecommunications method. On March the 2nd, 2020, although this story went out yesterday, on March the 2nd, 2020, a resident of a secure memory unit in Elmcroft of Lebanon, a Tennessee nursing facility, eloped with his wife from the premises. According to a state report on the incident, the Tennessee first reported the incident last month, the Tennessean, which must be a newspaper, the man was admitted to Elmcroft with a diagnosis of dementia, while the woman who was admitted with an Alzheimer's disease. And they're both the same thing. A stranger spotted the residents who were safe walking two blocks from Elmcroft about 30 minutes away. And they were, th- uh, sorry, 30 minutes after they left and picked them up. After the couple returned to Elmcroft, the staff asked them how they pulled off their stunt. Since employees must type a numeric code on the keypad to exit the locked memory care unit. The man said he had previously worked with Morse code in the military and his ear was trained enough to figure out the code on the pad from the noise it made. (laughs) Clever boy. He reportedly duplicated the numbers to unlock the door. The staff have since revised the residents' care plans with more outdoor time to decrease the exit-seeking behaviours. The state report says Elmcroft didn't respond to an email from the popular mechanics seeking comment. Though the public, the public, the pub, start again. Though the publicity available information doesn't indicate how the man used the specific knowledge of Morse code to break out of the facility, security experts say that the hack fits more broadly into characters of side-channel attacks in which bad actors commit security breaches by gleaning information they observe from inf- from, trans- from information trans- transfers. Um, in a side-channel attack, a person committing the breach may not see the main, main channel, the actual information being transferred, but by using other side-channels Anyway, that's uh, going on a wee bit more, th- more than I wanted to uh, here. The man at Ma- uh, Elmcroft likely listened to the sounds the facility keypad made when the staff struck, 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 struck key- the certain keys. Struck, struck. <laughs> a major security risk on outmoded technology. So, uh, wow, well done him that he could remember... That um, he remembered Morse code and he remembered uh, coding and all that stuff and you know that uh, you know I, I love that story and the fact that he he has dementia and people kind of write off people with dementia oh they don't remember anything but in fact they they have a great memory of their past they may not remember you know. 5, 10, 15 years ago. They may not even remember what happened 5, 10, 15 minutes ago. 
but they do remember from their childhood and they do remember from their 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 young adulthood so yeah good for him that he was able to do that uh bad that they got they broke out yes absolutely terrible because their, their safety was paramount and 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 they're in, these keypads are there for a reason and they're there not not to keep anybody a prisoner but to keep them safe but uh, to, to actually take the time to listen shows you that he may have dementia but he hasn't lost totally the ability to understand and uh, I like that so uh, yeah um, I think that might be the way forward not, not dementia or way worse quote, but uh, find a little a charming story and sharing it at the end of the podcast because I I really enjoyed that. Um, one of the guys in the uh, in my little my ham radio club WhatsApp group shared that, and um, I decided I would share it with you guys. So uh, I'm going to leave it there, folks, and I want to say thank you so much for tuning in each week. You tune in, and I don't know why. But uh, you're still here. And uh, for me in the studio, and Mr. Grayson, who you probably heard meowing a moment or two ago, thanks very much for tuning in. Remember, you can get us everywhere you listen to podcasts. Just search for either The Joe Watson Show or The Joe Show Podcast, and we'll appear. Remember, you can like us on Facebook, The Joe Watson Show. On Twitter, you can follow us at The Joe Watson Show, or you can follow me personally at Joe G. Watson. Our website is www.joewatsonshow.com and in there you can send us a little um, private message that can remain anonymous that you don't have to put your name to. And uh, it'll, it'll really, you know, it'll, um, you know it'll, it'll make my day if you send me a wee message and say hi. Um, I don't have to read it out on air, but if you want me to read it, I will. But anyway, from me and Grayson and from the entire Joe Watson Show studio, that's when it is, the two of us. <laughs> Have a great week, and I will see you all next time. Bye for now.